Gamers, have you ever felt stuck? Have you ever been in a position where maybe no matter how hard you try, you just can't seem to push past a season in your life? Maybe it's been a feeling of stuck because you've been in a season of depression. Maybe you've been in a season of feeling anxiety and you just can't get out of your own head. No matter how hard you try, you just can't push through. I know that I've been there. Maybe you've been feeling stuck in, in an addiction. Let's be real. As gamers, we all know that even us, we can be addicted even to the video games that we play. And maybe you've been in this vicious cycle of like not wanting to log in as much, but you just find yourself doing it over and over again. So many other addictions that we can feel stuck into. Maybe for you, because the reality is we are all people that make mistakes, broken in need of God's help. Maybe it's pornography. Maybe it's drugs. Maybe it's alcohol. Whatever it might be. Have you ever felt stuck? Have you ever felt stuck maybe in your life where you're trying to grow in a specific area. I, this is this is so many of us, including me, where maybe you're trying to grow in your patience. And you've been trying, trying, trying for so many years to become a more patient person. But no matter how hard you try, you just can't seem to pull it off. Maybe this one's a little more relatable. Maybe you're trying to stop the raid. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> maybe if you didn't time the Mythic Plus key, you just throw your keyboard across the room. You got headshotted in Valorant one more time. And you're like, I'm about to Alt F4 my entire computer out the window and no matter how hard you try trying to get a hold of your temper but man it's been years and years and you just feel stuck can i get some fives in the chat maybe a five in the youtube comments have you ever felt stuck and really today's message was for those of us that maybe that's you right now feeling stuck no matter how hard you try you just can't push past the feeling of being stuck that's why today I want to bring a message that I hope will be a blessing to you that I've entitled God's Guide to Growth, How to Get Unstuck. The reality is that feeling of being stuck is, is really when we've hit some sort of plateau, an area of our life that we have been unable to push past. I, I can't get past the level and growth is going beyond that plateau. But oftentimes when we feel stuck, here is our answer. We just got to try harder, bro. It's going to do more. <laughs> it's going to put in more effort. You just got to try and try and try more. But might I present the notion to you today as we study God's word together, that maybe in order to push past the feeling of getting stuck, maybe in order to actually achieve growth, it doesn't actually require you to try more, but maybe instead it actually requires you to try less. And I want to focus our attention on this phrase. If I could describe to you what I would think to be God's guide to growth would be this phrase. I want you to spam it in the chat, all caps. I can't promise that Nightbot's not going to catch it, but we're going to take what we're going to get. Spam it in all caps. Try less. Trust more. If we're going to push past the plateau, if we're going to get out of the feeling of being stuck, I really believe that God's desire for us to grow is to try less and to trust more. And what I want to do is I want to open up a chapter of the Bible. It's in the book of John, chapter 15. We're going to read verses 1 through 11. And I want to use that in tandem with a brand new game that's just been out. Maybe you've heard of it, Pal Worlds, to help us understand this principle of God's guided growth and really understanding how we can try less and trust more. We're diving in the game right now. And if you guys haven't seen it, this is a brand new game, Pal World. I know that we might have some mixed feelings about the game. And some people have chosen not to play. Some people have chosen to play. Completely respect your decision, but I've been really, really enjoying Power. We're playing it a lot with our Unity Gaming community. Some people from the church have joined our server. And so if you guys want to apply to our server, you're more than welcome to join. But I've been really enjoying the game. 
it's a survival based game and i'm not new to survival games but i'm new to power world and power world has a very very unique element to it obviously concerning the pals now if you don't know the game i'm going to show you some quick 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 tips and tricks to help you understand power world the really unique element that has been really really interesting for me is that it's not just about gathering resources it's not just about mining or building bases but as you see here i've got my pals and i can put them down in my base and actually they are actually able to go around and literally they do work for me like they literally travel around the different areas of my base and they will do lots of stuff for me and i've been really really intrigued by this game because it it really has really kind of dawned on me that there's there's really two major ways that i have been playing and enjoying power world an active way to play the game and a passive way to play the game and the passive way is exactly what you're seeing right now like literally my pals are literally going around and doing work like this dude i don't even know what his name is is literally planting berries there are people that go around, actually it might happen in real time. They will water the berries. We got sheep over here producing wool. We got chickens running around doing their thing. We got people taking care of all my responsibilities. Like literally I can actually tell the game that, hey, I want you to build something. And then my pals will actually oftentimes go around and do the work while I'm sleeping. There is a passive way to play the game that literally while I'm sleeping, they keep working. Even while I'm being passive, even if I physically log out of the game, while I'm sleeping, while I'm offline, the pals continue to do the work. Now, the really cool part about this game is, I'll be honest, I'm still new to it. There's like a million things in my base. And so I'm not even really fully sure like what needs to get done. At what time, what needs to happen in what order, I don't even really know what should be done all the time, but they know what should be done, when it should be done, and they can actually take care of it better than I could have taken care of it myself. And the really cool part is, is that they will actually go around doing them passively, but if there's something specific that I want, I can actually assign a pal to go do a very specific thing. So they're doing on their own what they know is best, but I also have the freedom to ask them to do the things that I feel that I want. They keep on working even while I'm sleeping. They do things that are best even if I don't know what is. But you see, there's also an active way to play the game. Because in order for these pals to keep on doing what they're doing, the only responsibility on my end is twofold in my active participation. I just have to log in and I got to check in. First, got to log in one because right now there's a bug in the game. It's early access. So if you don't actually log in, the pals don't do anything. <laughs> but when the game is working properly, you need to log in. Why? Because the reality is if you want to be a part of the game, if you want to get anything done, you're going to have to be able to show up. Day after day, I got to show up. I got to log in. But the second thing that I got to do in order for this work to be done, in order for fruits to be bared, I got to check in. But if I could rephrase check-in, what if instead I said, I just have to tend to the relationship? You see, because one thing that you actually can't really see on the screen right now, because I'm playing with a widescreen monitor, is that on the right side of the screen is that all of my pals, they are actually right now hungry, weakened, and depressed. Because I haven't tended to the relationship, 
It's led to weakness. It's led to a lack of strength. It's led to depression, a, a lack of joy. All I have to do is log in and check in. And as long as I do my active part, they'll keep doing their part. And, you know, it's funny. When I first started playing this game, I had a lot of people come into my chat. I'm brand new to the game. No idea how it works. And I don't have any pals out. And I'm out here swinging away, bro. I'm swinging at these rocks. I'm doing my thing. And people are coming into my chat. They're saying, Susie, don't you know there's someone else that can do that for you? Don't you know that you can assign some pals to do that for you? I had even one guy, again, no harm or hate, because the comment actually stood out to me. I was doing it all myself. I was really trying to grow in the game. I was really trying to push past my current plateau. I was really trying to make things better. And they just said in the comments, they said, Susie, don't you know that you're doing it wrong? And I wonder if in our faith and in our relationships with Jesus, in our attempts to grow, in our attempts to become more patient, in our attempts to maybe push past the depression, in our attempts to come on the other side of addiction, I wonder if maybe some of us are, are doing it wrong. Why? Because in our attempts to push past, we're just trying more rather than trusting more. Trusting that there's a God in heaven, that even while you and I sleep, he continues to work. That even when I don't know what should be done when, somehow God always knows what needs to be done at what time. Working on my behalf, but I also have the ability that at any moment, I can specifically ask God, will you do this for me? Will you make a way where there is no way in this area of my life? What I want to present to you today, a notion, is that if you are a follower of Jesus, the answer to you to pushing past growth is not you trying more. It's trusting more. Now, please hear me. This does not mean that you and I should not do anything. Remember, there is passive participation and active participation. But I wonder if one of the only things that you and I need to do is to log in and to tend to the relationship. And out of that, God will bear fruit. I'm going to read to you. This is John chapter 15. I'm going to read uh, I'm going to read a few different verses right now because I want to really help understand this principle of how God wants us to grow by trying less and trusting more. Now, just like we've been doing this entire message so far, we're using Power World and video games as an analogy, and oftentimes Jesus did this when he'd be speaking to people. He would use things called parables or metaphors or imagery or analogies that his audience back in the day could understand, just like we're doing now to speak to our audience so they can understand. And in this story, Jesus is going to use an analogy a lot of times of him being a vine. Now, Jesus is obviously not really a vine, right? <laughs> He's speaking in terms that people would understand. A vine was something that grapes or fruit would grow off of. You might even understand it better in today's world as a tree. Trees have branches and branches grow fruit. With that understanding, I want to read verse number one. Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. And every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he removes, and he prunes every branch that produces fruit so that it will produce even more fruit. Jesus begins to teach this principle and this analogy that God wants us to bear fruit. Well, what does that mean? If you read the book of Galatians chapter 5 and other areas of the Bible, you begin to understand this phrase of fruit as 
the things that are happening in our heart that are producing the behavior that you and I live. The fruit could be things like kindness, gentleness, love, many other things. But oftentimes what happens is when you and I are trying to be more patient, when we are trying to focus on our behavior, because isn't that so much of religion, behavior focused, focused on the things that we do, isn't it so often that you and I can really get caught up and be obsessed with doing the work? To be honest, man, that was, that was me for years. But man, this is what I should be doing. I should be doing the work. Man, I should be out here. Look at Esteban. That's my penguin butler. He is out here keeping these sheeps in line, man, telling people what to do. Like, it's oftentimes so much about the work. But what Jesus begins to teach in this principle is that when it comes to our lives, the fruit that God wants to do is not actually because of the work that you do, but actually because of the work that, that, that he does. It's about trying less, trusting more. Oftentimes we find ourselves trying to just man, muster up the strength to be more, be more patient rather than simply allowing God by being in proximity with him to make us more patient. You see, really our participation in a lot of the fruit that is born out of our lives, the kindness, the love, the gentleness, really portraying the behaviors that Jesus had, they don't come by you trying more. They come by you resting in a relationship with God and letting him do the work in you. Letting him actually transform your heart from the inside out. Just by having friendship with Jesus, we're growing and we're changing. The reality is that our passive part in the transformation that God does in our lives is really just the submission of staying connected in friendship and relationship with God. And he's bearing the fruit. Not because of my strength or my intelligence. I, I, I don't break addiction because I was strong enough. Yes, there are steps you need to put in place, boundaries you might need to do. But, but it's, a, it's, it's a changing of our thinking. That I don't get unstuck by what I did. I get unstuck by what God does for me. Continuing on in verse 3, he says, You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Again, he is re-emphasizing this principle that it is not you that is doing the work. If we go back to this gameplay, I'm standing here. These pals are doing the work on my behalf. Now, there's been an active participation on my end. I've logged into the game. I've tended to the relationship. I fed the relationship, but now they're doing the watering. Now they're doing the planting. They are doing the work on my behalf. Jesus is saying here, you're already clean, forgiven, cleansed by the blood of Jesus because of what I did. My active participation, I just had to log in. Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I want to begin friendship and relationship with you, and I want to begin a journey of knowing God more. Well, what does knowing God more look like? A lot of it looks like letting him do the work. Letting him do the transformation. This has revolutionized the way I think, the way I read the Bible, the way that I pray. I'm resting. God is working. I can't just, he's just legit standing there, bro. <laughs> I logged in. 
made sure my pals were good. And now they, they're doing the work. Let me tell you, friends, you have been forgiven of sin, cleansed because of what Jesus did for you, not because of the work you've done for him. He did the work. You got the reward. And Jesus is teaching this principle of being connected with God. Man, Susie, you, you've preached like three times over the past over the past year, man. You keep talking about John 15. Bro, why, why don't we talk about something else? The reality is, I really believe in my life and for all of us as followers of Jesus. If we're not actually doing it, it's not that we've talked about it too much. It's that we haven't talked about it enough. Continuing on in verse four, Jesus says, remain in me and die in you. Stay connected. Stay connected. It's not about me having Power World downloaded on my computer. Power World does no good to me just sitting on my D drive. I got to actually log in. I got to actually tend to my relationship with God. I got I to gotta stay connected. Man, there are so many times in my life, so many followers of Jesus in our world where our idea of having a relationship with God is just the fact that I've got Power World downloaded on my computer. The fact that, yes, I prayed a prayer one time and now I'm just coasting along. The reality is it's not enough for you just log in once a week and go to church. It's not enough for you just log in and watch a Twitch stream every now and then. Are you, are you tending to the relationship? Are, are, are you being honest with God about what's going on in your heart and your life? Are you talking to him? Are you being honest to let him know that like, you're mad at him? That you're frustrated with your current situation? Are you logging in and are, are, you, are you tending the relationship? Jesus said, remain in me and I in you. The most important thing that you and I can do as followers of Jesus is not, it's not do more stuff. It's just be closer to God. Are you feeling stuck in a season of your life or you're feeling depressed, anxious? And those things are real. And there are parts that we need to do on our end. Maybe you should see a counselor. Maybe there is, you're sick. Maybe you should go to a doctor. Maybe we should start exercising. There's things that we do need to do, but are, are, are we actually trusting that God bears the fruit? Maybe you've been trying to break your addiction for so long and you are, you're doing all the right things, man. You, you, you got an accountability partner. You join the experience group and you're being honest about what you're going on in your life and, and, and you're trying to stay away from the thing that's great. You've managed to modify your behavior, which means I've made it impossible for me to do the thing. That's a good step. But the reality is the inside of you still remains the same. You've changed the outside, but you haven't changed the inside. You're, you're, you're trying so hard, but might I present to you that really in order to experience growth, to push past being stuck, maybe it's not about trying more. Maybe it's about trusting more. Here's what I mean. Continuing on in that verse number four, look what it says. It says, just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself, if it, it remains on the vine. Neither can you produce fruit unless you remain in me. Let me ask you a question. And I actually want you to answer live. Maybe put it in the comments below on YouTube. What does a branch that is connected to a tree, what does a branch have to do to grow fruit? 
Like, I actually want you to answer live at the moment. Ryan, I'll influence. I see all Disciple B. Good to see you. Like, what does a branch have to do in order to produce fruit, to grow a leaf, to grow an apple, whatever kind of fruit grows on trees? I don't want to screw it up and start saying potatoes. You know what I mean? Like, like what other kind of things grow? What does the branch, what is its participation? What does the branch have to do? I see some people saying nothing. Matty Rose saying just needs to be a branch. Corey says it needs the water, earth, and sunlight, and then balls nails it on the head. The only thing a branch needs to do in order to grow fruit is just stay connected to the tree. The answer isn't actually nothing because branches can actually disconnect from the tree. They can fall off. All the branch needs to do is stay connected and fruit starts happening. I wonder if you and I's life, if we made the decision to do our active participation, if we would log in and check in every day and tend to the relationship, I wonder if literally even while you're praying for your finances to be better, but just by being connected to the vine who is Jesus and you and I are the branch, I wonder if just by spending some real authentic intimate time just man, whether you're walking whether you're you're sitting maybe you got some background music playing whether whether you're you're literally going for a hike whatever ways that you are connecting with god i wonder if even if i'm sitting there saying god god help my financial situation god i i, I need a new job those are great things to pray for i wonder if i wonder if while i'm i'm praying for things that maybe are specific just like you saw me throw this pal to do these stones. I wonder if while I'm saying, God, if the stones represent, I need a new job. I wonder if while I've, uh, I've assigned the pal, if I asked God, will you do this for me? I wonder if off in the distance, there's another pal doing something that I, I didn't even know needed to be done in my base. I wonder if just by the fact that I, that I logged in and, and checked in, I wonder if I'm asking God to give me a new job and, and God will provide for your needs. But I wonder if just by being connected, the fruit that I'm bearing is God is going, you're asking me for a job and I can do that too. But while you're here, you might not even see it, notice it, or feel it in the moment. But I'm also growing inside of you patience. But I'm also growing inside of you a, 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 a disciplined mind. I, I'm also growing inside of you forgiveness. You've been praying all week, God, help my money. And then you logged on Valorant. You got 360 sniped in your face and you didn't punch your monitor. And that, you know, I, yeah, I didn't get so triggered right there, but I haven't even been trying to not get triggered. I just been spending a lot of time with Jesus, just, just talking to him. Just being honest about my fears and what I'm going through and just having some real intimate conversation with God. And somehow just the fruit of kindness is just, it's just growing in me. And, and I wonder if the branch, if it really understood in order to grow fruit, you just got to stay connected. And so many of us, in order to push past our feeling of being stuck, you're putting so much effort. Man, I got I to try my way out of this. I got to try my way out of addiction. 
I got to try my way out of whatever it is that you need. There is an active part. Log in and tend to the relationship. Keep coming back and talking to Jesus. Keep connecting with him. But I wonder if the way that you overcome your pornography addiction isn't just getting an, a blocker on your computer. I wonder if the way you overcome your addiction to gambling is getting on your knees and saying, God, whatever it is you want to do, I got a big base. I got a lot of things going on in my heart. I don't even know what the pals should be doing. I'm new to the game. I don't even understand fully how all this works. You just became a follower of Jesus. You're like, this whole book? I, I got nothing, bro. <laughs> I don't understand half of these pages, but all I know is, God, I need help. Will, will, you, will you do a work in me? But what if from day one, instead of trying to put so much effort, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna muster up my own strength to fix all my problems. Instead, I'm just gonna log in. I'm just gonna tend to the relationship. And growth just starts happening. The branch that's connected to the tree, it's just, it, it's not sitting there trying to grow a fruit. It's sitting there just being connected. Like the reality is like fruits, I mean branches, like let's say we got a branch or an apple tree. Like the branch isn't there like day and night, like apple, you know what I mean? Like, are you going super saiyan or to the bathroom? Like, I don't know, maybe both. Like some crazy things are happening. Like the reality is the branch isn't actually trying to produce a fruit. It's just staying connected to the tree. And I've been guilty so many times in my life. I mean, instead of focusing being connected to the tree, I've been focusing on bearing the fruit. But if I focus on the fruit, I'll be disconnected from the tree. But if I focus on the tree, I'll actually just end up bearing fruit. And I wonder if in this, this effort-based Christianity, I wonder if that member of the community who typed in my chat didn't realize... Maybe God was speaking through him when he said, Susie, I think you're doing it wrong. Don't you know that there's someone else who can you do that for you? Someone else that, man, while, while, while you're sleeping, he's working. That while you might even be working on a, a different area of your life, the Holy Spirit knows, yeah, but I'm, I'm also working, working over here. I wonder if really the premise that I believe God's guide to growth is, is simply try less, trust more. And instead of focusing on the thing that I want to grow in, I, I, I just focusing on having friendship with Jesus and just somehow as a byproduct, I'm growing, I'm learning, I'm, I, I, I'm developing. Continuing on in, in verse number five, it says, I am the vine. Jesus, again, speaking of himself, reminding us. And he reminds us of the rule. He says, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit. Because you can do nothing without me. Jesus is reminding us here, not only of our roles, that he is the tree, he is the vine, and we are the branch. But he's also teaching us a new principle that might be challenging for some of us. He says, because... You can do nothing without me. This is the effort-based 
conversation. That you and I, we, we've really been taught by culture that I can do it all on my own. And then I've, I've just, I've got to figure it out. I've got the answers. And if I don't got it now, I'll figure it out. Like I can, I can, I can push myself through this. Some of you have been stuck in the same cycle for years. How is your own effort working out for you? Some of you have been stuck in the same addiction for years. How is your own effort working out for you? Maybe it's time we try less, trust more. Maybe actually the way to get better results is actually to do less. But to simply just be in friendship daily, logging in every day, spending time talking to God about whatever it is you got going on in your life. It doesn't need to be, it doesn't need to have these perfect words. It doesn't need to sound super religious. What if you just logged in and intended to relate the relationship? Because really what Jesus is saying here, we can do nothing without him, that maybe the first step is really just acknowledging that I cannot find freedom from my sin without staying connected to God. I cannot actually bear the fruit of patience, peace, kindness. I cannot actually push past being stuck without God and without acknowledging first that I need his help, that he's able to work while I sleep, that he's doing for me what I don't even know needs to be done for me. What if we'll never be able to push past what we're facing in our lives? Verse number six says, if anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown aside like a branch and he, and he withers. They gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. And a lot of people, when they read this passage, are like, yo, that's kind of savage, God. You're just going to throw me out in the fire. Like, <laughs> And the reality is that this, when you really study the words being used here, this is not talking about Jesus saying like, hey, man, if you don't stay connected, I'm just going to throw you aside and find another branch and I'll, 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 I'll be with him. No, he's saying that when branches get disconnected from a tree on their own, that other, look at the next verse. It says, they gather them. I don't know about you, but me and my wife are getting ready to move and we're doing some cleaning and stuff. And there's a bunch of branches disconnected from the tree in my front yard. So you know what I've been doing? I've been picking them up, packing them into the trailer and throwing them away at the dump. Why? Because a branch on the ground serves no purpose except to drive me crazy. <laughs> I'm like, why are there so many sticks on my grass? Like, they don't, they don't, they don't, they don't do anything. So it's not that the tree is like, hey, stick, I hate you. It's that I am like, I hate you. <laughs> Get off my lawn. You know, I mean, like, there's just sticks that bear no fruit. They got no leaves. It served no purpose. I might just throw them in the bonfire because at least that looks pretty. And the reality is the same thing for me. When I disconnect from the game, when I log out of Power World, when I disconnect, you know what happens to my pals? When I don't log in, when I don't tend to the relationship, when I disconnect, you know what happens? They wither. They get literally in game. Like it says literally on my screen right now, it says that they are depressed and that they are hungry. Like literally they're depressed and hungry. You can see right now, you probably can't see on the right side of my screen because I've got the widescreen effect, but literally it says that they are, actually, you know what? I'll be able to show you. And let me move this over on the right side. They are depressed, hungry, 
weakened. In, in other words, they've withered because I disconnected from the game. And when a branch disconnects from the tree, same thing happens. The reality is if you're facing depression, going to see a counselor is a great thing. I've done counseling in my life, life-changing. I talk with my mentor every other week, life-changing. It's great. But, but I, wonder if, I wonder if you've also been disconnected. I wonder if you've also disconnected from the tree. Because the more that you and I keep on disconnecting, the more that you and I will wither. Continuing on in verse number seven, but it says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you want and it will be done for you. We've mentioned this many times, but the reality is if you and I keep logging in and checking in and tending the relationship, not only is God working on our behalf on things we don't even know need to be worked on. Again, you saw me in game. I've assigned one of my pals to keep smacking away this stone. And Jesus is saying, while I'm working on things that I know you need to work on, that you might not need to, need to work on, you can also ask. Look at the Bible says, it says, whatever you wish. I want you to work on the stones right now for me. And it will be done for you. But he, he, here's the beautiful part about this. It says, if you remain in me, let's put it back up on the screen, verse number seven. It says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, Ask whatever you want it to be done for you. You see this growth that happens in us? It's not by me trying to change my mind or the way that I think. It's actually changed when you spend time connected to the Bible and God's word. You see, because a lot of people think, man, I can just ask God whatever I want. And he'll, man, he'll just get me that Lamborghini. Come on, he'll just get me that 4090. He'll just get me whatever I want. But the reality is, it says in this verse that if, if his word if his heart, his teaching, his mind, if that remains in you, then what happens is, is the way that you begin to think, the things that you desire actually begin to become God's desire. So now what I'm asking for changes. So I'm no longer asking God, help me to be rich because my answer to life is more money. Now my prayers are, God, will you, will you help my heart to be more loving towards people that come against me? Because that's what you've asked me. God, man, I, I, I've got a temper. God, will you really help me to detain my temper, to stop the salt, remove the rage, to tame the tilt? God, will you help me with my, my anger? You start asking God for the things that he wants you to ask him for. So therefore, according to his word, you can ask him whatever you want and it will be given to you because the things that you're asking for are the things that he wants you to be asking for. So when I say, hey, pal, can you go work on these stones for me? It's because my heart is shifted and God has brought an awareness to me that, bro, right now we really should be working on getting those stones. Wow, and man, before I, man, before I would have been over here chopping them trees, like it's RuneScape, baby, I got level 99. But then God's like, actually, what if we right now, what if we just focus on some stones? Ask me to help you with the stones and I'll help you because I've given you the desire even to ask you. Going down to verse number eight. My father is glorified that you produce much fruit and prove to be my disciples. As the father has loved me, 
Jesus saying, I have also loved you. No matter who you are, what you've done, what you've been through, Jesus loves you. And if you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my father's commands and remain in his love. Final verse, he says, I have told you these things so that Jesus says that my joy, his joy may be in you. That his joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Some of you are looking for joy and your attempt to get more joy is for you to keep on doing more things, producing more work that will give you joy. Please hear me. There's nothing wrong with doing things that you love, that make you happy, that give you some fulfillment. I try to do them all the time. I think that's a great thing to do for our mental health, but there's a difference between happiness and joy. Happiness is, is a temporary thing. Even my, even my pals in pal world, they are temporarily happy until they get depressed again. And I got to give it's weird. I got to give them a needle. And then now they're, it's, it's kind of dark, actually. <laughs> but, you know, I digress. but the reality is that their emotional state is actually just temporary until another thing happens. And now their emotions have changed. Jesus is talking about a joy that cannot be robbed from you, that cannot be taken, that even while you're also facing grief, there's an underlying sense of his of his peace. And what he's saying is, I've told you these things. I've told you to stay connected to me. Not about working more and doing more. I've told you to stay connected to me. Why? So that my joy may be in you. What is Jesus saying here? That if you will rest and let me work, that joy you've been longing for, I'll be the one to put it in you. Not you going out and doing a ton of things to try to get that feeling. The reality is, if you've really experienced depression, you've maybe been in a season where there's something that used to make you smile, that you used to love, used to make you so happy. But in this season of depression, and that the thing that I used to love, it just it just doesn't it doesn't it doesn't fuel me the way that it used to. Man, this thing used to motivate me to get out of bed in the morning, but it, I can't explain it, but it just doesn't anymore. Because you're trying to find the joy by the doing, by producing fruit, by working hard, rather than just staying connected to the tree and letting him put the joy in you. But I present to you the notion that maybe in order for you to push past the feeling of getting stuck, maybe the answer is not try more, but maybe it's trust more. That while I rest, he works. But he is doing it on my behalf. You know, as we begin to end our time together, you, you know, such a beautiful thing about Power World is really, if, if you think about it enough, this entire analogy I've been using with Power World really begins to fall apart really, really quick. And, and here's why. Because the reality is in Power World, 
really it's it's called pal world but it's really not pal's world it really is my world like <laughs> like this whole game is really it's my world like i do what i want when i want it's my base i tell them what to do they do it like i'm in charge bro like i'm i'm in charge like these really this relationship is that like i'm the king and they are the servant like the analogy begins to fall apart real quick because this ain't your world. Like this is mine. <laughs> it's I own the server. This is I pay for this world. This is my world. <laughs> it ain't your world. I know you'd be looking at me with those big, weird green eyes, but man, this ain't your world. This is my world. And if you understand as a follower of Jesus, really the reality is the analogy begins to fall apart really, really quickly. Because I believe when it comes to the universe, it's it's not my world. It's not power world, it's, it's, it's God's world. And in the relationship, Jesus is king and, and I am the child, I am the friend. Another word the Bible uses is, is, is I am the servant. But you know what's so beautiful about this description of staying connected to the tree is that yes, in in real life, I, I am the servant and Jesus is, is the king. And in power world, I'm the king and my pals are the servants doing the work for me. But you know what is so countercultural and so different than any other religion is that even though Jesus is king and normally the servant does the work for the king, when it comes to producing fruit, when it comes to finding healing, when it comes to God's guide for growth, even though he is the king, he is also the servant. Doing the work on your behalf while you rest? I, I don't know about you, but I, I've never seen a movie where where the, the people sit back and relax and and the king is out doing the work. Where 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 the people in the town, where the servants say, hey, king, can you go mine those stones for me? And he's like, sure thing. I, I've never seen it. But if you understand Jesus, if you've read the Bible, if you've read Philippians chapter two, it talks about a King Jesus came not to be served, but actually to serve. He came to do the work for you. The King of glory, the one who owned the whole world and the whole universe. He came down to this earth on our behalf, not so that we would run around and do the work for him, but actually he came to do the work for you and I that we could not do for ourselves. When he gave his life to die on the tree, the cross where he spread his arms wide, displaying this is how much I love you, that even though you did the sin, that I did the sin, Jesus said, I will pay the price. I will take on the role of servant to save and rescue. I will do the work for you so that you can actually try less and trust more. And he rose from the grave three days later, showcasing that, that he is God, that there is nothing that he can't do. And today he simply asks you, 
Will you log in? Will you begin friendship and relationship with Jesus? I've already done the work. Try less and trust more. The way that you come out of your season of depression, the way that you push back your addiction to sin, it's not by you trying more. It's not by you doing more work. It's by simply logging in, tending the relationship and saying, yes, Jesus, I wanna begin friendship or relationship with God so that you can do for me that which I, I could not do for myself. And I'll keep logging in day after day to talk with you, to be with you, to stay connected with you. Because even though Jesus is King, he came to be a servant. No other religion will you find a love like the love of Jesus. So friends, really, I pose you the question that maybe in order for you to get unstuck in your addiction, in your attempt to not rage so hard, in your season of hurt, in your vicious cycle, maybe the answer isn't actually to try more. Maybe it's to trust more. To simply to say, I'm just gonna understand the number one fundamental truth of Christianity. I'm just gonna be pals with Jesus. I'm just gonna be friends with Jesus. Because you know what friends do? They talk, they connect, they spend time together. I mean, if I could get you to understand one thing about Christianity that I'm trying to get better at in my life. Stop being so obsessed with just doing more. Just talk to the King. Just stay connected. Stop trying to bear so much fruit. Just stay connected. And I wonder what God would do in your life. I know what joy he would begin to place in you. I wonder what tendencies he would begin to remove. I wonder what vicious cycles you wouldn't be stuck in. I, I, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder what miracles God would do in your life if you stopped focusing on trying so much and just started focusing on saying, Jesus, I'm just gonna log in. I'm gonna log in, I'm gonna check in. And God, I'm just gonna talk to you. Maybe you feel like you don't pray well. There's no right or wrong way. Just talk to him. You'd be like, man, but, I, but, I, but Susie, I can't manage to focus for more than like a minute. Pray for 30 seconds. 30 seconds with Jesus is better than any amount of hours doing anything else. It will begin to change you. It will begin to transform you. You know, I've had the great privilege in my life to meet many, many people. And there are a handful of people that I've met that I'm like, man, no matter what hardship they endure, they bounce back on the other side. No matter what grief they're facing, they they manage to come out on top. You meet some people and they almost drive you crazy because you're like, dude, do you do you do anything wrong? <laughs> and of course they do because they're they're imperfect people. You know, my mentor, his name is Jack. And I've met few people like him that so kind, so loving, so patient. People, you're around them, they really make you feel like, wow, I really should be a better human being. <laughs> and you know, all those people that I've met that way, 
the one thing that they have in common isn't that they had a recipe or a formula for success. It isn't that they had some secret Jedi mind tricks that they did. It wasn't that they woke up at this time. It wasn't that they, I took an ice bath every morning at 4.45. It wasn't that I only do, you know what they all had in common? Every single one of them, every day, they just spend time with Jesus. And I mean like real, raw, intimate, God, I need you, I worship you, I thank you. In other words, the people that I've seen produce the most fruit are the people who actually didn't try to produce fruit, but the people that just focused on staying connected to the tree. And I wonder if in our lives, I wonder if we're just trying too hard. I wonder if we just need to try less, trust more. I wonder if maybe somewhere along in our journey, prayer for you has become a last resort rather than a first choice. Nothing wrong with going to counseling. I actually would encourage you to do it. But I wonder if we've had more counseling sessions than we've had prayer sessions. I wonder if you've tried things more as a first resort. Well, I, I, I'll try this thing. And if it doesn't work, then maybe, maybe I'll try uh, to pray. And the reality is Jesus today just gives you the invitation. Come to me, all who are weary, and I will give you rest. And so friends, I, I leave you with this thought. If you feel stuck in your cycle of addiction, hurt, trying to grow in an area of your life, but you just can't seem to do so. Can I tell you something that might be countercultural? Stop trying so hard. Stop trying so hard. You don't need another self-help book. Those can be great at times. You don't need another habit. Those can be great at times. But before we start doing the external things, which can be important, first, let's do the internal things. Try less. Trust more. Don't try to bear fruit. Just try to stay connected to the tree and watch how God will revolutionize and radically change your life in ways you never thought possible. Let me pray for you. God, thank you. Thank you that it doesn't depend on me. Because God, I've seen in, in my own life, when I try to do it my own, I just fail. And I throw hard. So Holy Spirit, I just pray for all of us now as we really wrap our minds around God, what kind of growth you want to see in our lives. I pray, Holy Spirit, may it ring true in our hearts that yes, there are things that we should do. We should go to counseling. We should get help. We should do the things. But really when it comes to pushing past our plateaus, it's not about trying to bear the fruit. It's just about trying to stay connected. So really the real practical thing that God, I pray you help us do every day have a conversation with you. You're doing the work. We're reaping the reward. And so today, God, help us to trust you. 
to carve time out of our days every day to connect with you. Not just checking off a box or fulfilling a religious responsibility, but truly to, to get honest with you, really honest with you about what we're feeling, what we're thinking, asking you to change us, to, to, to read your word and to ask you to help our hearts to really treasure it, value it, understand it. May, may your word, may, may, it, may it get in us. May it change the way we think. May it cause us, God, to turn from our sins. Maybe it, may it cause us to realize our, our, our deep, our deep, deep need for a savior who is Jesus. May it, may it describe to us your great love for us. May it, may it change the way we think about ourselves because we realize we do have value because of what you said about us, not others. May we simply try less, trust more. May we not waste all of our energy trying new things to get a resolution to this problem rather than getting on our knees and saying, oh God, will you do for me that which I cannot do for myself? So God, we give you thanks in advance for the work you're doing in our hearts, that you, the tree, are bearing the fruit. We are simply staying connected. Will you bless hearts today? Will you change the way we think, the way we act, the way we believe that it's not based on our effort, but it's based on the strength of a good and holy God who does the work on our behalf, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. That was an amazing message that we just heard from Susie. Um, I don't know about you, uh, as a human, I am always trying more. That is something that I think all of us have been, uh, that's a fault that a lot of us have, that we're always trying more and we're not trusting enough. And so the try more, tr you know, the try less, trust more. We've, been, we've heard that so many times uh, as, as Susie was just preaching. And that was honestly, for me, uh, I've definitely been in those seasons of my life, whether it was I was struggling with something, struggling with finances, struggling with this, struggling with that. And I'm always trying more and not trusting enough. But when we're staying connected to the source, when we're connected to Jesus, staying connected, spending time with him. That's something that's going to help us to continue to trust more. Try less, but trust more. So thank you, Susie, for that message. Uh, it's a great challenge for all of us, I think. Um, like I said, I, I know that I'm always trying more. And so maybe today for you, this is maybe today's the day that you're saying, you know what? I've been trying too much. I've been trying to be a better person. I've been trying to be able to do everything on my own. And you're, you've been trying to do all these things, but have been failing. Maybe, maybe you've been trying that. Maybe if I'm a good enough person, that that's the way that I can get into heaven. Well, the fact of the matter is, is we can try all that we want. But until we log in, as he was saying, until we log in, connect to Jesus, Unless we accept him into our lives as the Lord and Savior, unfortunately, we're not able to get there. But God sent his son, Jesus, for us. Try less, right? Trust more. Maybe today you made that decision for the first time to accept Jesus Christ into your life. Maybe, maybe today you're sitting here and you've been, maybe, you, maybe you've accepted Jesus Christ into your life. And you're sitting here and you know what? For so many years now, I've been just trying and trying and trying. I've been trying to be a better Christian. I, my prayers aren't good enough. My Bible reading isn't good enough. I don't understand what even... Try less, trust more. And maybe that's for you today. 
So once again, maybe today is the day that you need to make a step into a new direction for the first time, accepting Jesus Christ into your life. Maybe today is a day where you need to rededicate your life to Jesus Christ. All you need to do is reach out to him. All you need to do is accept that Jesus Christ died on the cross as your Lord and Savior and believe that he rose from the grave. And when we do that, when we latch on to him, we start following in his footsteps. That's how you connect to Jesus. And so I encourage you today. I encourage you. Maybe you've already made that decision. Maybe you made that decision just now and you're making that decision. Hey, we want to celebrate with you. We want to congratulate you as well. And maybe you're here today and you're rededicating your life right now because you know that you've been going off on a different trail for such a long time. You've been trying and trying and trying and trying, but you just realize that you need to trust in God more. And so, hey, once again, if you rededicate your life today, or if you just accept Jesus Christ for the first time into your life today, we want to celebrate with you. We want to congratulate you. Can some people put some hype in the chat for those people today? And let us know. Let us know if there is somebody in the chat today, whether you're here on Kick, on Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, wherever you are, let us know if you made a decision to accept Jesus Christ into your heart because it is the most important and the most the, the, it, it, it is literally the biggest thing that you can do in your life that will change things forever. This is where you can find fulfillment. It's only through Jesus. And once again, I want to congratulate you and celebrate with you if you made that decision. Hey, if you made that decision today, I want to encourage you to do something. If somebody can type exclamation point, connect in the chat. If you made a decision today to follow Jesus Christ, or maybe you made a decision once again to, to just to reconnect, right? To, to rededicate your life to him. Hey, I would encourage you to click on the link that comes up. When somebody types uh, exclamation point, connect in the chat, click on that link. It will send you to a form that we ask you to fill out. Uh, and the reason why we do this isn't because is it's not because we want to spam you with emails. It's not because we we you know we, we're 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 just gonna hound you all day. No, I, I want to be able to connect with you because a lot of times people when they make a decision like this, they're like, okay, I made a decision, but now now what? What what do I do next? What does this even look like? They're, they're, you guys are talking about this Bible. I, I saw I saw Susie's Bible like 10 times. Mine, mine is, well, it's a little bit bigger, but it's a really big book. Right? There's a lot of pages in here. Where do I start reading? What, what, what Do I start reading in Genesis? Do I start reading in Matthew? Like, where do I start reading? We would love to be able to answer questions like that for you and be able to encourage you. How do I pray? I saw somebody earlier in the chat. They were just saying, hey, I I, I don't, you know, my prayers are, are you know, they, they feel like they're basic. What does that even mean? Like, we would love to be able to connect with you. We would be love to be able to talk with you, talk about those things, even about water baptism. A lot of people <laughs> Maybe you're asking yourself, what is water baptism? Maybe you're asking yourself, what does that even look like with an online church? We'd love to be able to discover that or be able to tell you about that as well. So if you have any questions, once again, if you made a decision today for the first time or if you rededicated your life, click on that link, let us know so we can reach out to you and be able to just talk to you about all these different things and be able to answer any questions that you do have. But once again, congratulations to those of you that have just accepted Jesus Christ into your life for the first time. It is an absolutely amazing thing and we are so, 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 so happy for you. And right now, guys, we're going to go into a time of uh, offering and giving. Uh, giving is such it, it's such a big thing that Jesus talks about. Giving is actually one of the most it's one of the most uh, things that Jesus talked about in the New Testament. He talks about it more than prayer. He talks about it more than heaven. He talks about it more than hell. He talks about giving a lot. 
and it's because it is really truly important we believe here at god squad church that giving of yes our physical our finances right the, the physical treasures that we have that it is worship we believe that Jesus teaches this because it is important. I believe that also helps us to grow in our faith, to trust, get get this, trust more, right? We've been talking about trusting a lot today, trusting God with our finances, trusting in the word of God that when he says that he's gonna continue to provide for you, that he's gonna continue to provide, but not just to trust in him that he's gonna continue to provide for you, to trust that God is going to take the finances that you give to him and that he's gonna use it that he's gonna use it in a big way and expecting him to do big things with it. The reason why we can do everything here at God Squad Church, the reason why we can have services, the reason why we can do small groups, the reason why we can do squad con, all the different things we do is because of your faithfulness and generosity. And I wanna thank you guys for those of you that have continued to stay faithful. I wanna thank you for those who have continued to stay generous. It's because of you that we can continue doing what we're doing here at God Squad Church. It's because of you that people all around the world continually are coming to know Jesus Christ and continuing to hear his story. And I wanna challenge you and I will encourage you today. Maybe you've never given before. Maybe you're in a state right now and you're just like, you're like, I, do, I don't know if I can actually do this. Hey, I want you to know something. I'm not asking, it, it, the thing is, is God has given us everything that we have. And he asks us to be a good steward of what he's given us. It's not because we own it. It's because it's actually his. And he asks, asks us to steward it well. So I'm asking you today, trust in him. Trust that God is going to continue to provide. Trust that God is going to do something great with every dollar that's given today. And so real quick, I just want to pray over, over, over that. I'm going to give you guys in just a moment how to give, because maybe you guys don't know how to give. Um, but it, it, like I said, it's really, really important. I truly believe that it's a big, a big, uh, it's a, it's a big way for us to be able to have more faith in God. And so I know somebody already typed in chat exclamation point give those are multiple ways that you can give to God squad church. They, they're explained right there, but also you can go scroll down below into the panels. You can click on the give link that will allow you to be able to use PayPal. You can also go to our website at godsquadchurch.com slash give, and you can either use uh, monthly or weekly recurring, or you can do a one-time donation as if that's what you feel called to do. And finally, if you're a U.S. resident, you can also use text to give by texting any amount to number 84321. First time you do it it's gonna make you set up a couple of things but if you've already done it before all you gotta do is type the number to number 84321 and that way uh, you can be uh supporting us here at god squad church to continue to support that uh, uh gamers in the entire world coming to know jesus christ